Hi everyone and welcome to the Marketing Ideas That Connect show. Here we discuss strategies and tactics on how to build great paid ads, automated customer journeys and the art of getting insights from all the data. We are sponsored by the digital marketing agency Famous Digital Media. You can visit them at famousmedia.co.za. Check out some of their blogs. They offer turnkey online marketing and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing with a big focus on paid media and content creation. These episodes are published on a monthly basis and aim to bring you tactics that you can really use, implement and implement in your business and marketing departments. So welcome to episode 161. And the topic today is nudge marketing. It's an interesting concept, how we talk about or how you package what actually nudge marketing is. We're going to go through the famous digital media blog and look at some examples of what it actually is and how to use it. And you know, what's the difference between a call to action and a shove? So we're going to talk about that. It's quite interesting. I think it's a bit of a nuance on you know, how to convert. We all want to convert customers, get them top of funnel, but you know, nudge is a bit of an art and the, you, at the right time, right place, you can use it, but you've got to be careful. You don't start shoving your customer and pushing a sale too hard because then people run away. I think it's a busy time for most customers. You know, we're moving into November and we need to have our marketing and messaging and campaigns built and really look at some innovative ideas on how we're going to attract attention and just draw the top get the top of funnel busy and see how we get customers through it so there seems to be a lot of raw material shortage worldwide you know due to the container ships being congested in the harbor and uh, it just doesn't look good in some ports i've spoken to some partners in europe and in durban and all over and there seems to be a lot of congestion which is very negative to uh, retailers and to anybody actually that can't get materials through spoke to some of our partners in the sanitation industry they're batting to get raw materials to build some of their products so it, what it does is it pushes prices up you've got more you know you've got delays you've got storage costs so it's, it's not healthy but looks like that's what the challenges are out there that we've got to get through and with december looming and the busy period looming we're, we're going to have to see what happens and the guys must try and sort it out one thing we've seen though is that some of the e-commerce companies i'm talking about just our experience and what we see some of the companies that we've been helping for a while have really started to increase turnover but it's taken a while and that's my point today is that i've also been involved in some startup e-commerce companies that were very difficult and everything looked good and it just battled to make they just battled to make a sale and we realized that it takes it takes time it doesn't just take a month or two or three actually it takes a while it can take six months it can take a year it can take two years to really get an e-commerce company going and how to build up that capacity and brand and logistics and stores and it's absolutely not easy so to just put an e-commerce together and think you're going to make a profit the first couple of months is it's not going to happen that's from our experience so e-commerce e-commerce is a great concept we see it's really getting busy we we hear the reports of uh, motorbike sales uh, we involved in the top box sales and we see that's really going well and 
You know, it's growing, but it's, I think we really have to be careful if we want to get into that market, that you've got the revenue and the resources and just the capacity. So let's get back to nudge marketing and what it's all about. So how many of these nudge marketing examples do you actually recognize? And I'm going through the famous media blog. We've had some professionals put this together with Maxine's team. And um, it's something that we learn from these blogs. And uh, you can see it on social media all over the place. And you can just, um, I don't know, get some, get some tips, some tap tactics and see how it can help you in what you're doing in your e-com business. So nudge marketing refers to tactics used to help customers make fast, beneficial purchasing decisions. While nudging has been around for a long time, as long as marketing itself, methods have evolved along with customer behavior. So how many of these nudge marketing examples do you know about and apply to your brand, which have influenced you as a customer, whether you're aware of it or not? So know a nudge from a CTA, a call to action, and a shove. Sometimes customers hesitate at the cusp of buying. Is this the best option? You know, they get nervous before they press the pay button. Does this satisfy my need? These are routine questions to ask yourself just before committing to a purchase. You know, one click means you've spent, you can spend a lot of money. And we as marketers bank on it, and that's why nudges exist. So what is nudge marketing? And this is a quote from Taylor and Sunstein. A nudge, as we will use the term, is any aspect of the choice architecture that alters alters people's behavior in a predictable way without forbidding any options or significantly changing their economic incentives. To count as a mere nudge, the intervention must be easy and also cheap to avoid. Simply put, it's about presenting things in a way to help customers make better choices faster. And let's just look at the characteristics of nudge marketing. Paraphrasing the guidelines for marketing nudge, Richard Taylor and Case Sunstein's nudge theory further states, nudging should be kept thoroughly transparent and straightforward. It should take minimal effort for users to withdraw from an existing nudge marketing campaign if they wish. A nudge should be in complete welfare to the customer, intending goodwill. If the company is appealing to the psychology of an individual to encourage specific behavior. Human psychology is always enticed towards the new and creative. So the nudge campaign must include novelty. It's a win if you manage to even fractionally anticipate your target audience's mind and then alter attitude positively. Then they carry on. When brands claim their nudge marketing backfired, chances are they aren't nudging in the first place. Customers should never feel forced. Don't shove customers. It's a a fine line. They don't respond well to trickery. Think of those negative opt-ins. No thanks. I don't want to save. Finally, remember that a CTA, a call to action, is precisely that. It tells the user what we want them to do next. In contrast, a nudge presents choices in a way that makes most benef- the most beneficial one apparent and appealing. So top types of nudge marketing. Your brand personality strongly influences the brand design 
and plays a part in connecting to your customers. There are numerous types of marketing nudges and they go by just as many names. They generally fall into the below examples in no particular order. Interesting, this one's called gamification and hands down to discovery vitality. I think that's the best South African example of nudging by gamification. Medical aid members choose to join vitality members join as vitality members to earn points based on making healthier lifestyle choices. Vitality members are rewarded for their choices such as daily exercise, buying good food, healthy food, with points that earn them higher status vouchers and discounts and it's quite motivational to actually move into the different into a different category or to look at the rewards that you can get and you can set targets and make it fun. The next one is product labeling and again there are many ways that product labeling can nudge customers all of which ultimately fall into two categories. First one is functional benefits for example showing that a sports watch is waterproof in pick and pay's case showing which products will earn them vitality points it may just nudge them to a purchase when you see that vitality stamp on a product for example i use albany bread psychological triggers these labels appeal to the emotional motivators like novelty of a new item or its exclusivity like a deal that's only valid for one day in this example, a shopper may be motivated by the exclusive price instead of the product's rating. It's like that daily deal. I don't like it when there's a countdown, buy now or you lose it. I don't personally like that, but that's the type of thing that could nudge someone like I really want to do this course and today it's half price. I may just do it because it's what I want. I'm messing around, not making a decision. But if I do it today, I can save 50% and it's, it just makes, then you, you click the way forward and buy it because it's, it seems like a good deal at the time. And that's, that's how it nudges you to buy. The next one is inline product guidance. Similar to product labeling, product guidance gives shoppers more information that could persuade the sale. Here we would typically see tool tips displayed next to the mouse as you like hover over a product or walk through a more complex product in the soft, say a software package. Builders Warehouse lets you see which nearby stores have stock of your desired item with a click and collect. So they, they're trying, they're, it's actually helping you to make the decision seeing that there is stock. Oh, it's just a simple click and you can buy it and collect it. Recommendation or reviews. Social proof like testimonials. And product reviews, even the bad ones, help customers to make informed decisions by reducing their perceived risk. You increase their propensity to purchase. I've seen this with Take-A-Lot. We've been buying quite a lot on Take-A-Lot. And uh, most products have reviews. And I must say, some negative views, I haven't bought the product. And when I see great reviews, uh, we end up, well, if they've got 10 great reviews, it's probably a good product. So it actually makes quite a big difference, that social proof. Price anchoring is another one. We know this one all too well. Anchoring is where the price of a product is displayed against a comparative benchmark figure. To illustrate the value of a deal, for example, a name, say a windbreaker worth 899 Rand and it's been sold by 599. So you'll have 899 in e-commerce. I think most e-commerce sites do this. They have a line through it. We've used this. And then it's, well, it's not that, $8.99, $5.99. And then that, you've anchored the price, you've given a good price, so 
that's nudging the customers to move forward. Decoy comparisons. Decoy comparisons refer to placing starkly contrasting items next to each other, making one appear more lucrative than the other. Restaurants will often put one fanciful option in the starter menu, making all the remaining options seem relatively well-priced. Smart defaults. A pre-selected default option on screen usually takes any taxing decision making out of the user's hands. They are only too happy to go with the flow. Most common example is the standard delivery option with a reasonable shipping cost and delivery lead time. Users can then decide if they'd rather pay more for express delivery or buy more to qualify for free delivery. That's quite, that's quite a good one. If you buy that one more product, you get free delivery and it just nudges you up to make another purchase. Then checkout nudges. User experience design will tell you that to make a checkout process as smooth and short as possible. Applying a progress bar or a goal gradient is a handy way to nudge customers to complete the goal. It's like they say, come on, only two more steps and then it's done. And tick it off the list. And then exit intent overlays. As soon as a user gestures that they are going to close a window or a pop-up appear, that, that user intent where they can see that the algorithms will say that you're actually planning to leave. You haven't finished shopping. We can place these items on your wish list so you don't lose them. This is a helpful nudge to get customers to stay or commit to the buying. And then, of course, the email side. You've left something in your basket. Email marketing. Cross-channel emailing can effectively nudge customers to resume their shopping, provide feedback, or, compete any other or complete any other desired goals. An automated drip mail campaign, because now you're in their system, and many others. And they're designed entirely to nudge customers through a process, like the sales funnel, giving you more information, educating you on why the product can actually save you. Email marketing is another whole strategy around the, the, the drip campaign. Say we always talk about the five campaigns or five emails over about 20, 24 days to educate. It's probably only with a bigger purchase or some complicated software or something that's not just buying a water tank or something. And uh, I think that really does help because people aren't, they feel they don't have all the details. And the emails will send a video, it will give them another blog, it will give them information on why this new product is going to help them in their life or save them money or how the software works. And then they can, you know, then they're in that, they're in that funnel. And depending on their decisions and what they click, it depends where they go in the funnel. And, uh, and that can actually, we can nurture customers to the buying cycle very well in an email campaign. We've used these strategies and I must say they really do add value because not everybody is ready to buy. I think they say 8% of people are ready to buy. The rest or, or the over 90% of people are not ready to buy when they see your brand, when they see an ad, when they see your product or service, but they will in the future, maybe not now. So you want to stay top of mind and you can do that by if they fill in a form and go into a funnel or go into some nurture campaign, you can stay connected with them and help them through that journey of 
of what they actually need and what will help them in their lives or what, what they will save. So I think we need to, uh, it's good to read these and it's good to identify what the different type of nudges are and how we can use them in the inbound journey that we always talk about. And, uh, and then where are people getting stuck? And once you get the data, it's very good to have a look at the data, especially now that we've got all these, we've got G4, we've got uh, Universal Analytics, we've got everything running and connected with the tags. We can see where people are getting stuck. We can see how many people went to the, to the checkout basket. We can see where the dwell times on the different pages and what people like, what they don't like. And just from the marketing side, make sure that we're delivering value and that we are on point with what the customer is looking for. And uh, if they do get stuck, we can help them. So I think nudging, nudge marketing is about helping the customer through the process and not forcing, you know, you can't force anyone to sell. And I think any the hard sell nowadays doesn't work. It really takes time to, to get a customer to buy and then to come back customer has a bad experience they will never be back and that is the chance we take we need that lifetime value of a customer not just a one-off so that was the episode 161 for today the acronym today is CTOR which is click to open rate it's what we measure in email marketing so thanks for listening um, I hope everyone has just a bit of a better understanding of nudge marketing please go to the blog And for more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. You can search for marketing ideas that connect. And if you enjoyed this, please give us a rating. It helps to share the content. You can follow Famous Digital Media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or just go to the website, famousmedia.co.za, and just go to their blog. All links and references in the episode will be on the show notes. Our focus here at Marketing Ideas has always been paid media and how to position your brand or message. So our URL will be on the show notes. You can email me direct at support at marketingideas.co.za. We also have a bit of a website where we offer a few services and consulting. So until next time, stay hungry, think big, honor God, and see you soon.